Welcome to our podcast, where we discuss mindful consumption, personal style, and the quest for living a more intentional life. I'm Alyssa, and I'm a sustainable stylist. I'm Christina, a shopaholic turned minimalist-ish. And I'm Sina, a color consultant and slow fashion style coach. Together, we will unpack the nuances of what it really means to be a conscious consumer and find more joy in what we have right now. So grab your tea, your coffee, whatever your favorite drink of choice is, and join us in the conversation. Let's go. Woo, yay. (laughs) Okay, wow, welcome everyone. Thank you so much for listening to us and being here. We are um, three of us YouTube girlies, and we've gotten together to do a podcast. Hello, hello. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) But who are we? So for those of you who don't know us, let's introduce ourselves. Should we go alphabetical? Okay. Uh, my name is Alyssa. I am a slow fashion content creator and sustainable stylist. I create a lot of YouTube videos. I create a lot of content around how to shop your closet and how to use what you already have and how to help everyone who watches um, choose creativity instead of consumption in their in their fashion choices. But it always spills over into like everything else. I love that. And... For those of you who don't know me, I am Christina Michas. I would call myself a shopaholic turned minimalist-ish, where for me, I used to be a sort of chronic over-consumer and then leaned in a little too far into the other side of like that whole minimalism, minimalist girly life. And now I am a little bit in the middle with living a balanced but intentional life, getting the most out of what we already have, but... Also bringing things in with intention and joy. And I am a YouTuber and content creator too. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and for those of you who don't know me, I'm Sina. I'm from Denmark um, and um, I have a background in in fashion design. So I used to be a designer in like the conventional fashion industry, um, but turned content creator myself. Um, I really wanted to tribute differently to fashion. Um, I wanted a more slow and kind approach. So I started making YouTube videos and then um, later on became certified style coach and color consultant. So really I try to to help people, um, I guess, make more peace with their wardrobe and their personal style um, to really um, become more mindful about the way they consume um, like I've like I've done and in the way that I've learned too. I love it. So I think this is a slow fashion kind of powerhouse. We all have different perspectives, different ways of doing things, and we all come from different backgrounds in this, but I think we all sort of converge in the same place. So with this podcast, we're hoping to just dive into those topics a little bit deeper, have those harder, more nuanced conversations about slow fashion. And and what? <laughs> yeah, I think the nuanced conversations are the best part and perhaps have almost like more intimate discussions between the three of us. Um, but also the audience. I feel like podcasts are so cool because you're like in the person's ear, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you guys, this is for those of you listening, this is just going to be a different medium. Um, if you watch us or if you've, you know, if you were seeing us and listening for the first time, we're all kind of coming from the YouTube world where we're t- 
talking to a friend, but not really. And now we can sort of get deeper into the conversation and talks amongst each other. Um, and hopefully we're going to be answering some of your questions and just digging deeper into these conversations, because I think there's just so much to say about these topics, about fashion and wardrobe and consumption and everything under that umbrella. So I can't wait to dig in with you guys. Same, likewise. Yeah, me Yay. too. <laughs> okay, and one thing selfishly that I wanted to include in this podcast is um, chatting with both of you uh, about something each of us, or perhaps we'll do it like one per episode, I'm not sure, um, but something that we each learn within the slow fashion or sustainable or even like just conscious consumption space because I find there's so yeah. much information out there that comes through and I find I can't always keep up. So this is like a selfish request on my part for this podcast, but I think we could all learn from it. So yeah, I look forward to hearing, to doing that every episode with you guys as well. I love that. Yeah. Should we, since we're here, episode one, should we, should we just one? kick yeah. it off? Does anyone, did anyone learn anything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like for me, uh, I recently picked back up on sewing. Um, I, I learned like basic sewing skills when I studied design. And I've, yeah, and I've been putting it off for so long, like I have a toddler, so there's not always time for those kind of uh, DIY projects. But I recently like finished like a bigger um, like DIY sewing project. So I, I made this um, amazing jumpsuit and I just, it looks I'm so, so proud of that Sorry. jumpsuit, like the amount of work. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, there's just something really nice about being able to pick out the fabric yourself. Like I found a, it was actually like faulty fabric that had like stains on the backside. So, um, but you can't see that from the front, which just makes it even more special. But it just like, it just made me think how much work actually goes into a piece of clothing, which I think it's always good to get that reminder. Like even I know um, I've worked in the in the industry, but only like on the design uh, side. Um, so just like the production and there's actually like human hands that make our clothing. And I think it's it's really good to acknowledge that sometimes and like kind of step back and remind yourself of how much effort actually goes into a piece of clothing, especially today where we look at or a lot of people look at clothing as something disposable so it's a great reminder for me to to you know really you know be reminded of how much work goes into a, a piece of clothing so how long did I that take just gonna ask. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure for me because i have no skill whatsoever in that um you know in that sewing construction realm even by taking it to a tailor i feel like for me there's a bit of a disconnect between the effort that goes into even taking care of your clothes so let alone creating a garment from scratch that's yeah how long did that take you from start to finish i think maybe around 10 hours because i had to kind of do it i i've been working on it for the past month or so and i have i've not like i've had to take breaks in between um, but it's a lot of work, you know, and just into just one piece of clothing. Um, and it just feels so special, you know, it, of course, it should feel special when you're wearing clothing that you haven't made yourself, but it was just a great reminder, I think. That's amazing. I'm so curious to know, like, how that kind of informs, like, you already mentioned that it's it's a more special piece to you because you made it. But I wonder, like, how long you'll have it in your closet compared to some of the other pieces that you've purchased. Mm. And it actually made me think of something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We can edit this out if it doesn't work. But I'm actually kind of curious if you would be interested because we have such 
diverse backgrounds. Maybe Sina, yours is like the closest because you have actually have a background in fashion design, which I find fascinating. But I wonder like for Christina mm -hmm. and like me, like my background is in finance. Christina, your pharmaceuticals. Like I wonder if our if our like past lives inform or have influenced the way either like our journey and what we're doing now, like how we kind of became content creators in this space or like how we interact with our clothing every day. I'm just, I'm curious if you find for either of you, if that's a question you even want to ponder, if not, it's all good. <laughs> I recall just like being into and interested in fashion um, since I was like a kid, a little kid. And then I remember when I started to like make my own money, whether it be like through allowance and then I would make my, I would get like my mom to drive me to the mall so I could go to stitches to buy something. Do you, did you have stitches? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's like a really like cheap, trendy store. I don't think it exists anymore, but. Oh, we probably um, have something similar. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know where it shifted for me, but I just, I always wanted to like be on trend and just be cool. And then I discovered, you know, H&M when I was like in my teens and early 20s. And um, I had no connection or um, conscious awareness of who was making my clothes. For me, it was like, which I think, you know, is a very common relationship to have with fashion, particularly fast fashion is just, I want more. I want as much as I can for as little money as possible. Um, I don't want to be seen in an outfit twice. So that's sort of the relationship that I had with clothes for a long time. And then uh, over time, it would turn into shopping to like self-soothe. And I think with the clothes, like, because clothes were like my, you know, medium of choice because I could buy something and then be on trend so that, you know, when I was wearing the trendy piece, it would say something about me. Um, it would say that I was, you know, on top of fashion. I knew what was cool and I'm like a cool person kind of thing. Um, and like, in addition to that, I was very much in debt um, when I was like in out of school and things like that. <clears throat> so for me, my introduction to slower fashion sort of universe and using what you have and just like getting inspired and learning how to actually style and use your clothes. For me, it started with a debt-free journey. So I was in over $120,000 of student loan debt. Um, that I was trying to work my way out of. But in order to do that, I had to address my relationship with my shopping and with my consumption. So for me, it was a financial motivation, but it sort of became like, who's making my clothes? Why am I shopping so much? Uh, why is it that I wear, you know, 20% of my wardrobe, 80% of the time? So that's, that's where it sort of started for me. No, I love that story. I just, it was more, um, what was it? I just left because like getting dressed was the best part of my day. So, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Although, well, yeah, that's not too. the only reason why I left. That's like a lot. Um, that's like a really oversimplification. Like what we think we're going to do and then what we actually end up doing can often be so different. And so I'm so curious how... For you, Alyssa, how you leaned into like, how is fashion something that's more authentic and something that I want to do as opposed to a secure, stable 
you know, yeah, conventional really well-paying job. career in finance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just ended up, I always knew that finance like wasn't the right direction, but you have to do it when you come from like a traditional family with, you know, all those things. So, um, but yeah, I just remember getting dressed was the best part of my day. I always wanted to own a boutique. I had never worked retail. So my ex-husband was like, why don't you just try working retail and see if that's even something you would like to do? So I did. Loved working retail part-time. Left the banking, well, it was like finance industry for to manage a boutique, like a really small locally owned luxury boutique. Learned I did not want to own a boutique. <laughs> <laughs> but I learned a lot and it's funny because at the same time we lost we didn't lose like my income was cut in half and we also ended up moving from a house to a small condo so there were two there was a financial limitation and then a space limitation I just didn't have the resources to like have a big closet or anything um and then so I left the boutique started doing like freelance writing and wardrobe styling and that's where I learned a lot like commercial wardrobe styling um so that's where I learned a lot about like you know you show up on set you only have like I always had to bring like I always brought a bunch of options but like you literally have no choice if the client is like well we wanted a red shirt like I only brought like purple and orange sorry so you really have to like figure out on the spot how to work with what you have so I picked up on that skill and then my old employer wanted me to come back and do a presentation for their like environment week on how to be more eco-friendly with your clothes that kind of sparked a whole sort of you know you do research for the presentation and I realized that a lot of the practices that I had started because of my changed financial position so from you kind of Christina like it was also a financial piece constraint that made me be like okay I just can't shop I mean I didn't always I wasn't really a big big shopper but I just it was changes your relationship with clothing and just like how you see it as such a I don't know like I just had to become so much more picky and creative with what I already had and so when I went into the presentation I was like oh my god I already do this um and I just felt like there was a lot of conversation around buying sustainable clothing but not like working with what you already had so that's how I got into it but I think I still find the analytical piece enters a lot still like I still find myself like breaking down stuff into formulas like kind of like or like a, a blueprint like which is what you what what I used to do in my old job right so it's like it's very interesting how I think there are a lot of, there is a lot of overlap in terms of just how you think versus what people think fashion is and style is. I don't know. That's it. Yeah. I love that background. I don't know. It's just so cool. I find it so interesting how, how we all got here. What about you, Sina? I, I feel like I've always been interested in, in, in fashion and style too. Like it's, I, I feel like it's such a cliche. Um, and then you end up being a, a designer. Um, but yeah, I, um, like when I, even when I was a little girl, I used to like, sew my own, I have my own like, um, sewing projects and sew my own clothes. Um, and yeah, then I studied fashion design and I worked 
in the fashion industry for a couple of years. And then for me, like, I think what, of course, being rather young, like I was in the beginning of my 20s um, and I was really insecure. Like when you have your first job, I think generally when you get your first job, you're feeling so insecure of yourself. And it was just a, a tough business, you know, I was surrounded by a lot of, um, yeah, how do you say, um, intimidating people almost. I found them really intimidating. Um, and I heard so many stories from like production, like, yeah, I just, I couldn't picture myself staying there for a very long time. Um, and then I watched uh, The True Cost, which I think is something most people who are interested in slow fashion um, probably watched that documentary at some point. And I, even though it's it's kind of old now, it's it's been some years since, since it was released, I think it's still a good watch and something to really get you thinking about your own way of consuming. So for me, it was kind of two-sided. It was both my own way of consuming, like over-consuming new clothes, um, which I had easy access to working in, in like, you know, behind the scenes, I could get cheap clothing anytime I wanted to. Um, and then, um, yeah, just seeing the, how things were really made um, and just like feeling really ashamed somehow as a consumer in the Western world, I think it was, just, I felt so ashamed. And I just knew after watching that documentary is actually part of the reason why I left my job um, because I didn't want to contribute that way um, anymore. Um, so I started documenting, like it, it all started with just like decluttering my wardrobe. Um, and then I got really into minimalism um, and I started documenting how I was trying to pursue that way of of living and, and getting my consumption under control and doing more with less and then here we are yeah that is so I don't know I just think it is so interesting and I think we all kind of I mean for those of you listening I'm sure maybe you can hear some of your own story echoed in one of ours um, but I just think it's really cool to, to hear and learn about how we all kind of come to the same place, but in such different ways. Totally. Um, but that common, you know, that common thread is there. Okay, I think we're going to wrap it up here. I loved hearing everyone's stories. Uh, for those of you listening, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we will be dropping a new episode every Tuesday. So check back with us. And in the meantime, have an amazing week, day, afternoon. Ciao. See you later. Bye. Bye.